Faith, Hope and Love, episode 388, the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. Our church's liturgical year is swiftly coming to an end. We have a three-year cycle of readings which we hear from the three Gospels in depth, and this year that's coming to an end is the year of Luke's Gospel, Year C. It's been a wonderful journey. Next year's Gospel will primarily be Matthew's Gospel. Each of the Gospels have their own special focus. In Luke's Gospel, we hear some of the most beloved parables, some of which are not featured in the other Gospels. Oh, and if you're wondering why there's a three-year cycle and not four years to represent the four Gospels, it's because John's Gospel is so significant, especially for special times in the year, that it features heavily within all three years, as well as augmenting the Gospels such as Mark, which are shorter than the others. So we get a wonderful, large selection of texts from all of the Gospels over the three years. This weekend is another excellent and thought-provoking parable, the proud Pharisee and the humble tax collector. What matters most to God is what is within, what is in our hearts and in our minds, and how that flows out consistently into justice, kindness, compassion, and loving actions. This is Faith, Hope, and Love. that seek the Lord rejoins, turn to the Lord and his strength, constantly seek his face. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Joy and peace to everyone on this 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time as we gather for this time of praise and worship. My brothers and sisters, trusting in God's mercy and love, let us call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you have revealed yourself as the way to the Father. Lord, have mercy. You have poured out on your people the Spirit of truth. Christ, have mercy. You are the Good Shepherd, leading us to eternal life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in
Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, increase our faith, hope and charity and make us love what you command so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Sirach. The Lord is the judge, and with him there is no partiality. He will not show partiality to the poor, but he will listen to the prayer of one who is wronged. The Lord will not ignore the supplication of the orphan or the widow when she pours out her complaint. The person whose service is pleasing to the Lord will be accepted, and their prayer will reach to the clouds. The prayer of the humble pierces the clouds, and it will not rest until it reaches its goal. It will not desist until the Most High responds and does justice for the righteous and executes judgment. Indeed, the Lord will not delay. The Word of the Lord The Lord hears the cry of the poor. I will bless the Lord at all times, His praise always on my lips. In the Lord my soul shall make its boast, The humble shall hear and be glad. The Lord turns his face against the wicked to destroy their remembrance from the earth. They call and the Lord hears and rescues them in all their distress. The Lord is close to the broken-hearted. Those whose spirit is crushed he will save. The Lord ransoms the souls of his servants. Those who hide in him shall not be condemned. The Lord hears the cry of the poor. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, 
but also to all who have longed for his appearing. At my first defence, no one came to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them, but the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and save me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory for ever and ever. Amen. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. God was in Christ to reconcile the world to himself, and the good news of reconciliation he has entrusted to us. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord Our Gospel reflection today will be given by seminarian Bradley Davies, who's with us in the parish this year. The big question for me in the gospel is who is the sinner? Like me, you might have initially thought that it is the Pharisee sitting up the front, most likely at morning or evening prayer as it was in Jewish times, thinking of himself as being more righteous or better than the tax collector sitting down the back. I give alms. I fast twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, as the Jews did, but really not understanding the deeper meaning of why we do these things. The Pharisee acknowledges his own righteousness before God, or so he thinks. He's really caught in his own arrogance, not so much for the tax collector, sitting down the back, not even being able to look up 
His words, have mercy on me, Lord, a sinner. As we hear in the responsorial psalm today, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. The Lord indeed heard this cry from the tax collector, and he left the temple being more right with God than what his friend up the front did. However, I also wonder, as I go back to the initial question, who is the sinner? Yes, indeed, the Pharisee is. But what about also that of the tax collector? He acknowledged it himself. Have mercy on me, Lord, a sinner. And the Lord heard his cry. But as we also heard in Ecclesiasticus, God is no respecter of personages. He has no interest in people's self-righteousness, even if they do seem to be doing all the right things as the Pharisee was, and as he claimed he was doing. But God is no respecter of personages, and certainly not to the detriment of the poor person. Jesus makes it clear that God does not see the Pharisee as any better than the tax collector, or not even the tax collector being a greater sinner than the Pharisee. Jesus doesn't even acknowledge that the Pharisee's sin is greater than that of the tax collector. Both are equally sinful, and it is very difficult to compare one sin with another. However, the difference is one repented, the other did not. If the prayer of the tax collector was, have mercy on me, a sinner, and God did indeed hear the cry of this poor man, what might the prayer of the Pharisee be? Is he not also called to acknowledge his own poverty and his need for God? Indeed, the Pharisee is. Perhaps, indeed, the prayer that Pharisee could indeed be called to could be something along the lines of, Have mercy on me, Lord. I don't know why I do what I do. I only do these things to check off a list so that I think I'm doing all the right things. I look at myself as being better than others, and I really struggle with my own pride. If the Pharisee was to ever quote a prayer like this before God, would he not leave the temple in the same state with God for what the tax collector did? Indeed, God would hear the cry of the poor from both these people. So who do you believe you are more like? Are you like the tax collector, always humbling yourself before God? knowing your need for forgiveness? Or are you a bit like the Pharisee, thinking you've got it all together, doing all the right things, and that this somehow makes you in less need of the mercy of God, when we know that we all need God's love and mercy? I believe, for me, there are times when I can be both. I can know my need for God and come running to the foot of the cross, knowing my need for God's mercy and my need to be filled with God's love. But there are certainly some times when it can be easy, sometimes without even knowing it, to think that somehow I have it all together. I'm doing all the good things, and that this is putting me in a much better space with God than what perhaps others are in. It's never usually too long before God brings me crashing back down, making sure I always remember the need for this mercy. Wherever you are at with God's love and God's mercy, whether you're more like the Pharisee or the tax collector, 
Know that God is always ready to hear your prayer before him. God is always ready to listen to your cry for help, your cry for mercy, for forgiveness, and to always be more this way for others. As we move on into the rest of our celebration, let us not forget that we are God's beloved children and God's love and mercy is always there waiting for us. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We have heard the psalmist say, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. So we present our prayers to God who is in our midst. For the Church, that it may be a strong voice for a solution to pressing problems. We pray to the Lord. For people in authority, that they will be given wisdom and an optimistic spirit to work unselfishly for the good of their country. We pray to the Lord. For prisoners, that the Lord will be with them, especially those sentenced unjustly. We pray to the Lord. For our local community, that the Lord will be among us and inspire us to be witnesses to his all-embracing love. We pray to the Lord. For all the dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of joy in God's presence, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. Healing God, turn your ear to our prayers that we may see how close you are to the brokenhearted. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, 
who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look, we pray, O Lord, on the offerings we make to your majesty, that whatever is done by us in your service may be directed above all to your glory. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. To you therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis our Pope and Mark our Bishop and his assistant Ken and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants and all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogenus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service 
that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them, as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, 
Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. We will ring out our joy at your saving help and exult in the name of our God. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. 
I embrace you as if you were already here and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. May your sacraments, O Lord, we pray, perfect in us what lies within them, that what we now celebrate in signs we may one day possess in truth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you everyone for your company as we have given thanks and praise to our God. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelk, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2022. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I